What's up, Digital World? It is win rate 0% here, brought to you by Scott's TCG, Adam Cobb, and Jason. Uh, we're coming at you for episode 3, and we're going to be talking about deck building today. How do you feel about deck oh, building, yeah. guys? Yeah, I love it, mate. It's the best part of the game. Yeah. It is, it is the most unique part of the game. Yeah. yeah. So, as always, we've got Callum. What's going on, guys? Cobb here, Callum, if uh, you know me, IRL. Um here ready to talk about the digital monster trading card game as always and we've got jason hello everyone i'm actually just here because i was kidnapped please send help no no help for you uh so thanks for listening in everyone uh we've been having some good comments etc on our last couple of videos that we'll be talking about at the end um but what we're gonna start doing is we're starting to settle into this sort of format that we're we're all working for so we're going to start off each sort of episode with looking at the the latest meta results sometimes it'll be a standalone um sort of episode if there's a lot to cover but sometimes if there's only been a couple of tournaments we'll just talk about it and then move on to the main topic so we're kicking off with meta results so Cobb if you want to kick us off with that yo guys uh your local competitive sweat Cobb here ready to tell you about uh, the ex3 standings we've had so far um, so, I mean, it's, it's actually looking to be quite a varied format. Um, it doesn't seem like it's solved yet, and a lot of the tournament results seem to be different from what people were expecting. Um, one thing that people were expecting and does seem to be the case is, uh, you know, Melga X is uh, topping consistently, still seems to be winning almost every event um, or, or coming a lot in top 16. What are you guys saying about Metal Guru and One X, guys? We're sick of it. Uh, yeah. Can't stand it's like it. It's tier 0. 0.5 like, at this point, man, honestly. Uh, it, it really needs a hit. And if I'm honest with you, I, I've spoke to so many Melga players and they hate me because I say it, even though I used to be a Melga player. <laughs> See if you get rid of the Wear Garurumon promo and put it yeah. to one, the deck is now nice. actual, actually nice. fair instead of having six attacks with two of them being like plus um, security attack then it ending it with a blocker like it's a bit just too well that's like mate if you do that though the deck's dead because that's like the only powerful thing the deck does no, is the no, weird no. Garurumon like, X combo there's other weird Garurumons all you're taking away is one attack yeah but they're, they're all ass man like it's one attack not really it's, but if you think about it mate so it's, it's not just one attack it's one attack it's another security check. So you're losing at least two security checks in the combo, but, right? But and there's then other weird there's other weird ones. There are other ones, yeah. mate, but they're not as good, you know? They're, yeah, they're but, nowhere I near mean, as good. And the fairness of it is the deck draws enough. Having a, 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 a sec attack for, for having eight cards in hand while getting multiple attacks is a bit disgusting. Oh, I in reality, don't get me wrong, it's broke, mate. It's broke. Like the start, you can just use the fucking original starter deck one. All your opponent has to do is have a card with no digi sources on the board, and there you go, you've still got your se- uh, security attack plus one. Coming like, ah, which so you'll find a lot of the time right now, there's a lot of decks that just just sit there with no sources. Yeah. Coming out of the sort of the left field of it, like I don't actually mind the deck. I think it's one of the 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 blue decks that I like I don't play blue at all but uh, it's one that I don't mind as much because you know at least it's not 
like stunning my guys or something like that. But my problem, I think my problem with it is, is the the Gururumonex antibody. I don't care that it can restand a couple of times because blue does that anyway. But being able to protect itself from battable three to four times sometimes is yeah. absolutely crazy. I think that oh. should, that's the card that should be limited to one, and and then potentially it makes them have to play the the promo where Garurumon that protects them from battle, but it means that they're not going to get that when they're swinging with their, you know, 6k where Garurumon. Um, yeah. I think that might be the card to limit as opposed to limiting the, the re-standing where Garurumon, because I genuinely don't think that card... I, I, I think it can be broken, sure, and yeah, it, it's very annoying, but it, it all it is is that it's relying on not hitting anything big in security. But then it protects itself. So I think it's the Garurumonex antibody that needs to be hit. I was thinking about this actually, that I think they should have given the protection from battle effect to the Greymon line and given Metal, uh, the Garurumon uh, line the protection oh, from effect. You're no, crazy, I, man, because the whole gimmick of it is to is so that it ties in with the promo. Because I'll be honest, man, the promo is pretty ass unless you've got the battle protection. Like the promo's been here since the start of the game, nobody's played it. There's never been a, a yeah, Garurumon deck. It's always been played in uh, like pure Garurumon. But like Garurumon just didn't do much uh, yeah, just, until like, all the body stuff came out. Yeah. There wasn't as many multi-attacks as what it can do now. Aye, so this is a top meta deck still. It's, it's been like that for a while. It's also probably just the fact that I mean, we've already just talked about it there. It's such a powerful combo it can pull off. Um, and until something changes, there's or the game becomes power crept, or there's a major counter in the meta, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. It's a solved deck. People are, are really consistent with it now. Um, so then moving on as well, what else have we got here? So other big decks to look at just now. War Greymon X. Who would have uh, who would have thunk that? Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. It wasn't great in the the sort of the OTK format because it it didn't particularly OTK. That wasn't its thing. It focused more on a a bit more on the control side of things. Um, but now that it's sort of swarm, um, swarm season, pretty much for getting lots of guys onto the board. It's being able to swing, attack, getting lots of memory back. I think it's a it's a solid deck. That's for sure. Definitely. I'm I'm just surprised that um it did so little in BT9 and now it seems to be like a top five meta contender. Um, I feel it just wasn't like super consistent. I, I the moment think... you didn't see one pit, you kind yeah. of like oh shit. It's the same with metal. The moment you didn't see one piece, you were you, you kinda lost because it was an OTK format, whereas yeah. now one of the reasons metal's so good is because it can, it has that time to set up. Yeah. It's I... not it's I think for Wargreymon as well is that with getting the, uh, like if you bring out your Wargreymon first before your opponent brings out their 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 guy in raising, then you've yeah. lost because that thing's going to get destroyed on your turn and because it's not OTKing it's just going to sit there. Or yeah. you let your opponent bring out their guy but it's an OTK format so if you let that happen you're probably dead so it never really fit into the meta correctly but now we're seeing a lot of things um, like sitting on the board a lot more often it, yep. the the game is a little bit slower it's not back to you know like set 5 and 6 sort of, sort of slow but it is slower than it was in OTK format um, yeah, and that's why Wargreymon has been allowed to 
to be strong again. Plan essentially in the deck is really strong, especially since you've got like you know a security control running about because of Melga. Like those are the that that's it's really really good. It actually probably wins ninety percent of the Vince matches against. Setcon because they're just straight up built yes. in delicate plan. It, it is an insta loss for Setcon. Yeah. Right? So like good. You probably will find like good most of the percentage is Setcon going into tournaments, minus Metal Garurumon. But I, I think Mordraymon still has a, a good matchup against Metal uh Melga, so it's certainly playable, man. And talking yeah. about Setcon as well. Setcon seems to have definitely brought the top five. Um Bit upset. This is another thing that um, has came about because of the cross heart hits, and that's disappeared off the face of the earth. Now, um, Setcon is running rampant again. That was one thing I was looking forward to about cross heart being um, so good. Was that Setcon would be kind of unplayable in a format where um, cross heart was broken? But because that's gone again, we've got Setcon in the top five. We truly hate to see it. Yep. And um, Bloom Hydra's top five, maybe, uh, it's looking to be like second best hell, deck right now compared to Melga. Hell yes, it is. Um, Hydra is, is just nuts, man. Hydramon is nuts. just so good. I have been it's running. I've been running and testing my version for a while, and I, I've not put a deck list out on it yet. But I'm finally happy with it, and like, I, it's just so good. Early Bloom Lord is great. Early Hydramon is great. I run a Shivamon as well. Early Shivamon is nuts. Yeesh. Like, uh, like the deck just functions so well, and it recovers so quickly. Um, as soon like the amount of times where I've had an opponent just blow up my Bloom Lordmon, and I'm like, oh, you've given me seven memory, cool. Yes. Let me just get three out because of that. Um, like slamming down a level four for three, and then being able to go into a level six because your level fives are primarily Digisorption is absolutely nuts, and it's so so strong. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. It's it's also because like while you're building up to your boss monster, you get so much value um from playing other Digimon on the field. It just like you say, Adam, if they do deal with your boss monster, then you end up with a whole lot of little dudes kicking about. Um and it's also really cheap to do so, so it's nuts. Pretty cool. Seems like it's one of the first times we've seen a green deck that actually does the things green should be doing, you know, it's yeah, digivolving yeah. cheaply. Um, it's kind of going wide on the board, so it's it's an interesting deck. A lot of people were actually saying that it's kind of underperforming because everybody expected it to be best deck in the format. But I mean, if I asked to predict something, it would probably be that Bloom Hydra is going to get better as the format goes on. Um, people are still working the kinks out, and uh, again, another reason why Melga is probably still at the top is because it's it's a totally solved deck at this point. Very little taking. Very little um, room to manoeuvre when yeah. the deck building comes into play. Yeah. So that that's just a huge consistency deck at the minute. Um, yeah. So that's basically like the kind of top top decks of the format. If we go into like our kind of low tier two tier three picks, um, D Brigade's doing pretty well. Um, it's done really well. It's had a lot of top sixteen so far. We've seen a couple of the old style D Brigades topping. Um, a couple of the new ones as well. Uh, the new one it feel, it feels really powerful. Uh, I've been playing a decent bit of it, and it's just see when you get that combo off, it feels absolutely unbeatable. It feels like it's Metal Garurumon as well. Yeah. Um, but going into a tank drone, playing a guy, giving that guy rush, 
going into Dartrimon for zero. And I mean, you can get the Dartrimon online for zero so early on. It's ridiculous how fast you can do it. Um, it's just trying to find the pieces. But um, even if you don't find those pieces, it's really cool just being able to kind of play like old D Brigade. You know, Rookie Rush is another another wing con of the deck still. Yeah. Um, one thing though is see if Melga is doing this well. I might actually just go back to old D Brigade. Um, if I was trying to farm some free wins right now, I'd probably be playing old D Brigade, taking in a Congo or two for the set con and the Mastermon matchups because they're also pretty good at the minute. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely an option to play the kind of older style again as well. Aye, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Other things worth noting, Examon is not been performing all that well. I do believe it did get one uh, win in a recent tournament. Um, I don't know if it was a win. I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere down the grapevine. But um, it's it's not been as a deck that is you know got a secret rare. We often think of these as um, decks are going to be pushed pretty hard. Thinking back to like your Bell Star back in the day, um, your Imperial Paladin mode and things like that. But um, yep. it's it's one of these decks that, upon release, it, I'm not sure if it's the greatest meta to be playing it, and it's definitely got some strong things it can do. But um, it's looking like it's actually going to be a lot better when BT11 drops because it has a really good matchup into Black War Grey X. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I've I actually played against Examon uh, the other day at locals, and the the decks just gas, bro. Like from when I was when I was playing against it, the deck seemed gas. Like I just didn't understand what to do. <laughs> the moment he got an Examon on the board, I just looked at them. I was like, "Bruv!" <laughs> ah, you're like, "What now, mate? What now?" There's like only so many decks that can even out it because of the evade mechanic. Exactly. Um, and it, it's not actually that hard for them to get up to the Examon either, since they can progress DNA from the level fives. Yeah, exactly. Nutty, nutty. Um, I know a lot of people who actually want to play Examon as well. Another reason why we might not be seeing so many people playing it is because of the price barrier for an Examon at the minute. I mean, we're looking at like £30, I think, yeah. Examon is right now, just for the normal. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the de- I think the, the secrets were short-printed, were they not, for the game? No clue, man, but for... because it's an EX3 box as well, you're not, um, guaranteed, you're not guaranteed a secret. So it's it's harder to pull one than it's in a normal box. Yeah, for sure. I so know that's why the cards are I do know that the price of Examon has been dropping. Uh, I think the last one that's sold looking here was twenty four pounds. So yeah, which is even then you're thing. still looking. Uh, the the Examon's a four of you have to play four of it for maximum consistency. Yeah. So you're still looking at eighty quid alone. Luckily, the rest of the deck is rares and stuff like that, so it's not too hard to pick up the rest of it. But still. Like you have to really be dedicated to be wanting to to drop eighty pounds on an an unknown deck, pretty much. Yeah, this is yeah. the thing as well. Like, it's I mean, even like eighty quid, it's not that dear for most card games, is it? It's a it's a good barrier for entry though. Like for years, I didn't even want to get into card games because I had memories of playing Pokemon as a kid. Um, it basically been like impossible for me to like buy new decks well, and stuff at, like that because of the price of cards yeah. and decks. You look at Yu-Gi-Oh and you look at Magic, and nine times out of ten, there's staples for that game that's worth like eighty quid, and you've got to buy like three or four of them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like, Digimon will always still be probably one of the cheapest games around. Um, but at the same time, like for a deck that's not doing super well, 
having to spend like 20 quid on it is kind of 20 quid a piece is kind of just like eh, yeah just, if you're lucky it's yeah. hard to do man and there's a lot of Examon lovers out there you know myself included i really like um you know break Dramon and the drake the draco mon line or the Dracomon, draco one it's draco mon right Dracomon's the fucking vampire yeah guy. draco mon yeah i always get it confused there's lots of digimon like that like Magnamon and Mag Magnadramon and all these different Digimon that are like one or two yeah. letters off of being completely different Digimon. Creepmon and Creepymon. Yeah, and and then you've got also the like localization names of Digimon. Shout out to freaking uh, Creepymon instead of Daemon, which is another one that'll still boggle my brain. Yep. Like why? Why the hell did they go? All oh, right, okay. Uh, for those that don't know, right. Death X is actually um, the subname for Death Xmon, right? It's, it's Death Xmon in Japan, but over here it used to be Dexmon. Yeah, and we assumed we were going to get it localized as Dexmon. Yeah, but they decided to call it Death Xmon, but then we don't get Demon, we get Creepymon. It's to which do... is the worst localization name of all time. It's to do with religion and the religious iconography behind the the name Damon. Um, it's because Damon is pronounced demon normally. Yeah. So that and things like Crusadermon, that obviously the Sistermons being nuns with guns. As soon as it's got any sort of religious iconography or sort of attachment to it, because Bandai is primarily a, a, a Japanese and a Western, Western being United States company, and the United States is quite heavily Christian, they're very keen not to piss off their American audience, even though the people that play it do not give a shit. Um, but it's all like the, the Facebook mums and stuff like that that are like, no, you can't have a nun with a gun. That That's, a, that's offensive. so silly, man. I, know. I just don't understand it. How can we have like big titty angel, but we can't have um a demon? I don't care that you've given that child tits. You're not allowed to give the the nuns <laughs> guns. That's not okay yeah. with me. The the mums have not looked guns. into it enough. Nuns with guns, man, it's, it's so cool. I love it. So, aye, that's it. <laughs> that's the 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 Exomon roundup. Um, seems like a it's definitely a good deck. Don't get me wrong, and it's only going to get better as well. So you'll probably find a good point in this format where maybe it's not seeing a lot of play to pick up your copies if you want to play it in BT11 because it will be a, a top deck in that point. And it's still yeah. going to be a good deck to play this format. Don't get me wrong, if you guys are looking to play it, don't be dissuaded by the fact that um, it's not so a whole lot I'm to play. I was originally going to build it and then I looked at the combos and looked at everything and I went... This is gonna fry the fuck out of my brain if I try and play this. So I was like, uh, I'm just gonna stick to Bloomlord and just spam the board with stuff. I don't need to worry about my guy having nine million different inherited effects that all trigger at the same time. I, I know it's a lot to think about, man. It's the same with me now as well. Like, see my combo and D Brigade. I'm so not used to having to think like this. See, see when I evolve into Dark Dramon and I have to think. Okay, so what order am I putting back these yeah. five cards? Because I'm going to draw the top one. I'm going to use uh, draw one with Kazu. I'm going to have to play one with Tantrum. You need to think like what your top four cards are going to be. It's it can be annoying, man. Yeah. Um. So Exomon's still looking pretty good. D Brigade looking good. Yellow Hybrids having a big comeback, which is pretty cool. I, I, um, I don't think it's a comeback. Yellow Hybrid since it uh, <coughs> since it came out has been consistently one of the top decks in format. And no matter yeah. how much they hit it, like it's had what well, yeah, uh, Jet Selfie Mon, 
Susanamon technically as well, or rather, uh, not Susanamon, but um, uh, fucking Mega Digimon Fusion. Um, they then hit Sunrise Buster and stuff like that, and regardless, it is still a really strong deck in the in the right hands. Obviously, yeah. when we talk about decks like this, it's always going to be in the right hands because these are the people that are winning the tournaments. We are the ones sitting around talking about it. Um, yeah. So, like, the the fact that it sticks around no matter what gets hit really is something, I think. Yeah, I think, absolutely. Uh, I think the reason why Yellow Hybrid is just, it will never probably disappear is for the simple fact, Yellow has probably the most broken mechanics in the game. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, as much as Blue gets all, like, this insane support, Yellow is one of those decks that I would say is probably... Like slept on right now for the simple fact is people seen Jet get hit, then they seen Sunrise get hit, and they're like, "Oh, my deck's dead now." When in yeah. reality, no, you've got so many different options and lines that still make the deck broken. Yeah, and I think a hundred percent it comes down. Yellow Hybrid will hundred percent come down to a uh, representation. If they get enough representation, I can start. I can see them starting to beat Metal uh, Melga easily because the deck just is just nuts. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, man. Like, it did nothing in BT9 because it was a poor format for it. Yeah. But li- literally, just because they've got Venusmon now is like a really cracked boss mode. The cards so, cancer. So annoying to beat sometimes, like, especially for a Melga player. Like, yeah, it may as well just be a stall for a turn. Like, yes. uh, being able to just wait a turn and say that they essentially can't do any of their effects is absolutely yeah. insane. Exactly. It's looking pretty cracked as well. That's good news for a lot of people because I know a lot of yellow players myself, shout out to Bryce, for example, um, that have been quite dissatisfied with the way yellow has been treated recently. It's basically been Mastermon or um, Setcon, if you want to call that a yellow deck. No, kinda that's is, not Sully yellow with Setcon. No, but it does still do things with the security, which, like Jason was saying, man, the it might not be more powerful on average as a color like blue, but the things that yellow can do with that stack, and I mean the security stack is one of the most ridiculous mechanics in Digimon. It's absolutely insane. So being able to manipulate that in your favor is an absolute joke. It's so powerful. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, we'll kind of blast through these because we don't want to waste too much time on this. Um, maybe a couple of points here worth talking about. Blue Flare still doing really well. Not yep. absolutely topping, but it's looking to be a great deck. Master Ones came disa- back. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed in how the decks ended up doing. Because I was going into the format, going all oh, the decks proper gas and all that stuff. But like just after playing it and stuff, the deck's really, really good. But it's just annoying that an old deck is still beating it. Yeah, I think you know, it's because of the format, mate, to be honest with you, so because like it, it's Melga matchup is ass, I would say. Yeah, it's um, ass. Melga matchup's pretty ass. Setcon's kind of hard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so it's got a lot of hard matchups, but the deck's really powerful, and the stuff it can do with the freezing is, is yeah. an utter joke, man. It's like Blue Hybrid on steroids yeah. to me. Yeah. Even, against, um, uh, even against Hydramon, Bloom Hydramon, you'd think it would have a good matchup, because Blue Flare, obviously, if you've got your opponent's got two or more guys out, you can start to stun things. But all Bloom Lord Hydramon goes is, right, okay, cool, these can't attack, time to send everything you have to the bottom of your deck anyway, because it can still do all of its suspension effects with Samadisanti and all that sort of stuff. So it just needs to... Sp- 
to suspend two of its guys to have uh, Hydromon's effect trigger, and then your stack goes bye-bye. Yeah. Yep. So, thankfully, Blue Flare I'm not absolutely pogging off, because I do despise the deck. Um, Mastermon's doing really good as well. This is another unfortunate thing as a D-Brigade player. Absolutely, probably one of the worst matchups. In, or in fact, I'll say it, the worst matchup for D-Brigade is uh, Mastermon. So um, it's it's sad for me that it's came back. I don't know about you guys. Do you guys enjoy well, fighting a Mastermon or no? I, I, I hate fighting Mastermon deck, but I, but I also acknowledge that it takes a really high skill ceiling to pilot correctly. Um, I would agree. So I, I, I'm not usually worried because I can normally beat it, but when I don't, it thrashes the shit out of me um, and it just makes me feel bad. Yeah, I always I think, think Mastermon's funny, man. Like, see, when you go to locals and you fight a Mastermon player, they're either going to be like absolute ass and they're playing like the what's the what's the yellow rookie that Salomon. comes in the starter deck? They're playing like Salomons and shit like that, yeah. and you're like, oh, bro, this is free, or they're like going to actually clap you and take you around back. Um, there's there's no in between. No, I'm excited for this game. Uh, not the game. Sorry, what the heck? Uh, the deck. Um, I also think that. Obviously, come with next format. Obviously, the deck will become. Uh, and my, I'm, I'm already thinking it is probably won't, but I genuinely think it will be a, a solid tier one deck. Looks to be the case. Melga hates its options with a burning passion. Absolutely. So do a lot of decks because the deck is is the most consistent. Obviously, if we take Setcon out of the out of the kind of equation, the deck is the most consistent at getting off. The most ridiculous options, two of which yep. being Flame Hell Scythe and Chaos the um, Grid. Chaos Egg. Do you know what I mean? So, like, and especially with now with the new Tamer and stuff, that deck is 100% going to be tier one, in my opinion. See, I don't yeah, think it's, it it's quite high, but I don't think it will be. And it's not because of the deck itself. I fully agree with you that the deck is super powerful. I think it's going to be bad because of the players that play it. Not that, it's, obviously, it's, not that we're, like, slating off anyone here or anything like no, that, no, no. but the deck is so complicated. Like, it's not like yeah. security control where they literally just go, okay, do I kill the thing that's out or do I heal? That's pretty much what security control does in a nutshell. But Mastermon's got so much more layers to it. It's essentially like security control that if the you're actually reward. playing the game properly. Yeah, um, the deck rewards good players. Um, but it really, really punishes... Not even bad players, but average players, everyday players like you or I. If, yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, you're sort of gubbed. But if, the you, deck. if you if don't you know what you're so. doing all the time, you're gubbed. Mm -hmm. Not even some of the time, every, all the time. Every move, there has to be a reason to it. You mm -hmm. have to think a couple of moves ahead, easily, yeah. you know. And once you get to a stage where you're able to do that so fast, that you're not sitting there for like three minutes going, oh, mm. I don't know what to do. See the moment <laughs> you get to that yeah. stage, that's when you know you've you've essentially mastered the deck in the yeah. sense of uh, Mastermon. But uh, <laughs> um, Mastermon. that's when you know you are going to win most of your games with this deck because unless uh, unless obviously either the player but in front of you is either better or you know their deck just pops off ninety percent of the time. Mastemon's always is just it will just sit there like a tank because it's got the yellow recovery and uh, purple deletion, the, the purple deletion. But not only that, it brings things out of security. It does all this stuff for like nothing. 
which is just really, really nuts. Um, yeah. yeah. The one thing I would say, though, is like you guys talking about like skill of the players. I think Mastermon is one of those decks where the people who play it are very loyal to it. Um, they love the, the Digimon in it. So I feel like they will be the kind of people who will be spamming it. I don't think there's going to be many people picking up like, oh, Mastermon is my second deck. There's going to be a lot of people who have been playing Mastermon since it came out because it yeah. has always been vaguely playable. Yeah. Um, so th- there's going to be a lot of people who have got real mastery over the deck, which is good. 100%. Good. Yeah. Sound. Um, so we've got, just below that, this is kind of the last of the meta decks, if you like, um, before we go into the Rogue stuff. Armor Rush and Red Ancient Greymon Hybrid both doing pretty well. Good um, to see Ancient Greymon doing some stuff again. The deck's been kind of boring and average forever, basically. Um, I think I really like the deck, um, don't get me wrong, but it, it it doesn't really do anything. It just sits there half the time. So seeing it getting some wins is actually positive. Yeah, it's mental, well, man. Cause su- just some it, wins, a win, uh, according it, to the, yeah, the, the results. A, I think it's had like a couple of top 16 results. Um, even in like BT9, it actually did not too bad. Yeah. This, um, you know, Mario's Gaming World got a top with it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it, actually a cool deck. It's got the built-in delicate plan with hybrids, and if you get if you now the the, the 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 mistake that people make playing red hybrid is they're like, oh, I need to play out my tamers, oh, I need to do all this stuff. You don't. You just evolve up in your raising and just okay. slam as many hybrids onto it as possible. Get into Absolutely. your ancient Greymont and then swing for every single security check plus five. Um, while ignoring op- options, and then you kill yourself with Analog Boy or something, and then hybrid them for game or something like that. That's pretty much the strategy. So it is quite a boring streamlined deck, but it does its one thing pretty well. I would say it's absolutely crazy, man. Like the the other thing is the lists people are running don't really have many new cards in it. It's nuts to think that this is a BT four deck, basically. I was like, the guy, when they told me the Ancient Greymon, because I was a bit more casual about there, I didn't know what other cards did, he told me Ancient Greymon is like, yeah, he gets a security check for every hybrid um, and, and his sources. I was like, are you joking? One. So he, so he's got like four checks right now. I was like, this is this is insane um, to think that the deck came out in BT4 and it's still clapping cheeks, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So that's the end of Tier 3. If we look at the Rogue decks, now these are decks that are maybe had one or less top 16 in the tournament so far. Um, I'll just quickly blast through them and we can talk about what we want. We've got Gaiomon fell off the face of the earth after Cross Heart died, um, and we're kind of moving out of a Digicross format. Uh, Blue, Green, Imperial, decks impossible to kill. It's, it's still doing pretty crack things, but I don't know if it's fast enough to keep up with some of the format. Gallantmon X has had a couple of tops, um, it's just, you know, hard to say that it's a, a, a totally top-tier deck, but it's good that it's competitively viable. Some absolute Chad topped with a Dorbrickmon list. Um, and, and it wasn't a list that had Dorbrickmon in it. It's a dedicated Dorbrickmon deck, so that's pretty freaking cool. Um, D-Reaper still hanging in there doing its bullshit D-Reaper consistency things. It's a pretty annoying deck, but at this point in the game, I don't think you can be too salty fighting it, considering it's not a meta threat. Yeah. Star and Blue Hybrid, both kicking about as well. Blue Hybrid's had a couple of... Um, I think it's actually just had one top 16, but it's, it's nuts to think that it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, 
it's definitely hanging on for dear life, but I don't think it's got much left in it anymore. Um, it, seeing Beelstar kicking about is super interesting because obviously we've discussed it before. It's just a worse security control deck. Um, but Pretty it's, much. I mean, I'm not going to bash it too much. It's hanging on in there. Um, I mean, I got I got told off from lo- from one of the players at locals uh, the other day uh, because of what we said about because we said it's ass. And then he went and won locals with it. I was like, I don't know if I need to mince my, take back my words here or not. Like, what the what's going I'll, on? I'll like, say it again, man. <laughs> Bellstar is sheer copium. Like every format, somebody's going to go at. By the way. This is the BL star format. This is actually the time it's going to be cracked. I don't think it's had any like real, um, real cards to support it either. It's, it's no, interesting no. that it's still kind of kicking about. It's it's not only that they are deliberately not printing cards to support it because every option card that's good is now an eight cost, but it gets to reduce its cost if you fulfill certain conditions. Um, they're deliberately just not printing seven cost things to stop BL star from being mental. Um. But it's also killing Beelstar. This is the freaking like um what's the word I'm looking for? This is like Adam's conspiracy theory. Adam's like, conspiracy corner. Adam's gonna make a 20 minute video like why Bandai would in all caps <laughs> print seven cost options. <laughs> I, I could that. I could talk about it. I, I think I could talk about it. Mate, make a video on that. That's gonna go trending worldwide. Put trending number one, I put my shocked face in the thumbnail. Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. You've got to hold an old art Bealstorm on as well, and then yeah. have an eight cost option beside it. Yeah, and this is where I talk. <laughs> I, I talk about every eight cost option in the game that can reduce its cost, <laughs> like Gaia Force Zero, Metal Storm, um, that green option <laughs> for uh, Hydramon. What's it called? Grand Del Sol. Um, yeah. uh, all of those things reduced by two. Something, something else. I don't know. I- I'll figure it well, out. You know as well, BT Eleven. Um, the greatest set of all time to grace this game. I'm calling it now. Black War the, Draymond. Every uh, single um option card. Well, not every single, right? But there's a large series of option cards of print. I think every color gets one. Um, where it's like a pretty good effect that reduces its cost by one if you've got a tamer out. Yeah, yeah. So like DG Dimensions, the black one, which is like it de-digivolves every opponent's Digimon. I think it's actually just three by one. Um, and then it deletes six play costs off the field, so it's like a really good um, anti-swarm tech. We're getting Hades Force as well for, or Ga- I don't know what it's going to be called in English. Or Black War. Gonna which be is... like e- it's going to be called like Evil Force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're fine with the Greek iconography, I think. So biased. Mm. Anyway, going back to the Beelstar, uh, I-, I think the deck's the reason the deck's still hanging on is because has got a real good matchup to Mel Melga. Yeah. It might do man like but people this this is the thing as well. I think I actually asked you this question, Adam, at one point like months and months ago now. I think it was at the store championships. I was like, why are people saying that BL Star is gonna do actually so well in this format? This was BT9. And that um is- Adam was like Adam was like, well people I think Adam and the Ginger Chris were both like, oh it's got a really good matchup into OTK decks, but if it does, why in the hell did it do nothing last set? Because because it's the worst security control deck. All the Beelstar players, bar a few loyal ones, have went, let's just play security control. It's much more consistent. Yeah. I gen- I genuinely think that is the only reason for it. 
that people aren't playing more often because security control just plays an option but for Beelstar to play an option you need to play a Beelstar and it's just much worse in pretty much yeah. every way yeah it's mad though to think like Beelstar Mon is still um got a really good like price like it seems to be expensive it's always been expensive and it still is because it's just waifu tags. yeah it's because she's got the booba that's why yeah She's got a ridiculous design, man. And then people can hold out hope as well because when uh, the starter deck drops, they're getting a new BL Star Mund. It seems more focused around supporting BL Star, right, than it does. No, um, it's focusing. Beelzemon. It's it's supporting Bielzamon and Bagramon and yeah. stuff like that. Bagramon? Am I am I saying that right? Bagramon, yeah, yes. Yeah. There's they are getting a seven cost option card, I think. Oh, we're what? back in business. We're option. back in business, like baby. Deal. The conspiracy's on a go. I gotta Let get my, I gotta get my hat. Over, boys. <laughs> Let me read this to you, and we'll see if this is actually gonna break the deck or not. So, oh, this is the one with the delay effect. That's really weird. So, uh, when it's trash for the deck, you can place it into the battle area. Don't think Bellstar actually runs like trash from deck shit, does it though? No, oh, that's Bellzamon. Um, main effect: delete one of your opponent's Digimon with the highest level. So it's it's a bad. Bad uh, Iron Fisted Onslaught, but it is one cheaper, so that's not too bad. Um, delay effect. Return a purple Digimon card or purple Tamer from trash to hand. Is this going to break Bellstar, guys? Probably not. No. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. But 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 you can. Well, actually, this seems a bit interesting. So you can use the delay to return a Bellstar. So you can play Bellstar. Um, delete the highest mm. level guy, and then. You can use the delay effect to return BL Star if she leaves yeah, the field. Yeah, that's, that's kind of good. And recycle it. Kind of cool. We're bringing kinda it cool. back. I don't know if it's cracked. We're bringing it back, baby. Bring it's it coming back. back. Oh, baby. Yeah. Anyway. Bye. That's the meta roundup, guys, for the week. Let us know your thoughts on Metal Guru Mon X as it continues to just stomp all over a format that doesn't want it anymore. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So let's move on to deck building. So obviously deck Uh-oh. building is a, I won't say a nuanced topic because obviously everyone deck builds completely differently. I, for one, just take a bunch of cards, slap them at the wall and then see whatever lands uh, on the floor. That's what I, I use as a deck. Um, I've got that. That's sometimes why I get banned from tournaments with Pokemon cards, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> but like, so for for yourselves, first of all, like the, the main sort of thought is what deck do you want to play and it goes into your sort of play style question of what is your play style and how do you know that a deck is something that you're going to enjoy because i can list off cards and decks that i just know that i'm never going to like blue hybrid things like that um it's just not sort of my play style so but how does that play in for you guys for myself man it's like um it's i basically i build around Digimon, I want to play most of the time. Um, and then it probably goes down to like colour as well. Like I'm, I've always played black. Um, back in the day, I wanted to play green, but I couldn't really find a deck that um, spoke to me back in the day. I don't really like OTK style decks like Grandis, but I have played Pulsemon simply because I love the little guy. I think he's very funny. Um, That's a yellow next deck. Set is yellow. Yeah, I know, man. It's like the only yellow deck I've ever played, and it doesn't really do oh, anything right. yellow Pulse related. Man. Pulse one, did you know the guy? Come on, you know him. But um, 
Yeah, so like the other thing is like I love Etamon, for example. So next set I'm going to be playing Etamon, regardless of how good it is. I also want to play like Tyranomon. Um so for me it's more about it's if the playstyle of the deck is ass and I don't enjoy it, I'm probably uh, not going to play the deck. But um it, it's more based on like Digimon I like. It's the same if I played Pokemon, I wouldn't play a deck just because it was good. I would need to actually like the Digimon Pokemon in that case. Yeah. Um, but for me, like when it comes down to deck building side of things, I'm basically looking at every every deck, every Digimon has like a running theme, right? So, for example, back in the day, I used to try and make Black Blocker work because that was remember when that used to be one of Black's core uh, game mechanics was oh we have lots of blockers. So I would literally do something akin to um, I would go on DigimonCard.dev, I would type in Blocker. And uh, I would just look for things that like synergize with it, um, and that's how I think a lot of the time you end up finding like cards not everybody plays. You see things yeah. and you go, "Oh, that's spicy." Truly, the the, the Homer Simpson of deck building, just blocker. There you go, <laughs> blocker done. I remember uh, one of my friends when when we were uh, doing one of the, I think it was like a winter box or something, and uh, we had built him for his first deck. It was blocker. And uh, he got an Omnimon Swart out. This is just as soon as EX, just I think during EX2 just came out. And yeah. he got an Omnimon Swart, made it a blocker because of obviously the Mega Dramon inheritable, and then made it like a 26k for a blocker. What? I was like, there's no way. That's insane, man. That could count as the meta now. Like, even if you look at um, Machine Dramon and Chaos Dramon, man, they've had zero meta results. But yeah. see if you can. But if we're talking about OTK decks, what if you make a really big guy who blocks? What are they going to do about that? Nothing. That's why. That's why Black War was so good against Crossheart because you just got a Black War, and obviously Black War can restand. So Crossheart just went, "Oh, okay." Also, your your tamers are gone, and Crossheart proceeded to just cry. Um. So like that's why Black War is still a really good deck in my opinion, and is going to be amazing next set. Very surprised, yeah. man, that Black War's not actually been popping off this set. Like, I mean, Gaiomon's a freaking rogue deck at this point. Um, but it did did well in BT9 in the bloody OTK format, so I don't know yeah. why it can't do well it, now. It, it won it London Regionals as well. I don't, I don't think so, no. I just think people have went, oh, there's other decks, that, let's play something else other than Gaiomon for a while, or Black War for a while. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, the deck, as good as it is, it can be boring to play sometimes. I love it. But yeah. that, that's just me. Other people can be completely different, do you know what I mean? But like but with like... each sort of format, Black War has upgraded itself. But I, and like, I am a devoted Black War player. I love the deck and I love Gaiomon. I There is nothing in EX3 that you add into to Black War. Yeah. It is the exact same deck as last format. So it's I can understand that. why... You know, people don't want to play it when there's other brand new shiny decks that have that are well, rearing their head. Man. Like me and my friend Lewis always talk about this. Like people just go, "Oh, new shiny! This must be the best deck." Um, and it's not always necessarily true. I mean, look at Bloody Weird Gerudamon. Look at Imperial. That's always been pretty decent. Um, and people kind of just disregard the old decks because the new stuff comes around and. It's probably as well talking about deck building because people love doing that. If if they think the deck's solved already, why would they be asked um just playing the deck spamming it all the time, especially if you're just going to locals and stuff? 
Um, yeah. Maybe you're not you're not going to have the most fun if you just play the same deck over yeah. and over and over. You're going to get fatigued and burn out on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, for me, like, but when it comes to, like, choosing decks and stuff, like, as Cobb said, you know, you choose kind of over the Digimon, probably, I would say, nowadays. Um, but I also kind of just look at if it's relevant or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I'm just I'm just a very competitive person, which is, uh, you know, one of my problems. But I usually, if I if I like the look of a, a Digimon, I'll build it regardless. But I will, I, but I'll only put in the time that I think it deserves, depending on how relevant it is yeah. and whether it's it's tournament. It's it's you're able to play it because of a tournament, or if you do play it in a tournament, it'll win that kind of stuff. That's how I kind of mainly. Yeah, about. I'm, I'm much the same, man. Like I love oh. playing the uh, kind of rogue and lower tier decks. You'll probably never catch me playing a tier one deck unless it's a Digimon I absolutely love. Yeah, um, but it's like. Like Jason says, if the deck is not vaguely competitive, I'm gone. I'm gone. The only thing that might entice me is like, see if it's Etamon related and it is vaguely playable. Vaguely playable is probably the word I would use, right? Vaguely competitive. As long as it can do something, then I'll yeah. I will find myself playing it. But if I'm trying to exactly like Jason said, if I'm trying to craft the crap out of it, spending all this time working on trying to make a good build for it and it's just ass and it, it doesn't seem like it's playable then um it will be getting swiftly dropped see for yeah, me it's 100%. completely I, I, i've stopped basing it on if i like the digimon or not because i'm gonna be honest i'm a really simple guy i like the Greymon line like that was the first obviously we all grew up on adventure and tamers and stuff like that yeah like i i always liked tie the most um and then and then I liked Patamon and Anjumon and all that sort of thing. But I like all the original designs and all of the sort of the new and the modern designs. It takes me a while to warm up to them. And sort of the first main Digimon outside of the, the main sort of series I liked was the Lord Nightmon deck and the Lord Nightmon line or Crusadermon. Um, and I thought that that was a really cool Digimon, and then it kind of clicked that I, I I stopped playing the cards that I liked the look of, because like see Gankumon X Antibody, that so the cool. alt art amazing cards it's fine, bad. but like I love the artwork and all these new Digimons and stuff like that, but I don't care about what the actual Digimon is anymore, and it's more about don't get me wrong, I I'm not a big fan of the overtly graphic female Digimon that they they love to throw out there. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I know. Um, but it's got its place, I suppose it is an anime after all, but that's a completely separate discussion. It's more about, for me, if the deck plays into my sort of playstyles. So with MMOs or just with like RPGs in general, I fucking love summoning things. If I can get as much dudes out to take the hit for me as possible, I will do. So uh, when Lord Nightmon came out, that was the first deck that I properly clicked with but, um, outside of like whatever I was playing before, like Shine Greymon or whatever. Um, or Wargreymon um, in set one and stuff like that. I When I was able to summon other dudes out, I was like, absolutely, this is what I like. So then I kept trying to make it work, and it kept getting slowly worse and worse and worse. Um, and now Bloom Hydra's come out, and I just love spamming the board with things. It makes me feel... It just it like clicks with the, the, the good juice in the back of my head. I don't know what yeah. the fuck that sentence was, but you know what I mean. 
Um, you're getting that dopey. You're yeah, getting, you're getting that dopey. Rush, I'm just, dopey stuff I'm just going, yee, spam the board with things, but yee. it's got to come from another Digimon. It's not, I can't play it from hand, if that makes sense. It needs to yeah. come from the main dude. So I really like that. But also I really like just making like a big thing and going big number, smack security. Man. Yeah, building a big guy is always good. Like, I'm surprised I don't play red as well because I really love one of the coolest mechanics in Digimon to me is like inheritable effects, making a really big guy who's got lots of effects blocking at once. That's yeah. the dopamine for me. But I ne- I've never actually really played big stack decks. Um, so, so that does surprise me. Also, shout out to Adam who's like that. Oh, yes, I just happen to love the playstyle of uh, Lord Nightmon, the tier zero deck, and also Bloom Hydra. Hey, 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 no, no. Tier one. It's like, I just, it just clicks with me, man. I don't know what it is. I just, um, it just clicks. I will take the hit on the Bloom Hydra thing, but I have been playing Lord Nightmon since day one. Um, and I won store championships with it. I was one of the people that that like popularized it in our local scene, in my opinion, because I what? just always had a fucking great list. I'm gonna be I'm bragging about this one tiny little thing because the deck is shit now, and it makes me feel sad because I keep trying to make it work. But I really, really like that deck. And Jason will tell you, yeah, I've been on that Lord Nightmon train since since yeah. it released. Yeah, yeah but when it. it released, man, I mean, I wasn't playing the game at this point. But was this deck not positioned to be like? Tier zero game ending format defining. Oh, I didn't uh, lose. So I, I, explain how, I, how, I how BT five went. I didn't lose BT a game in BT five. Yeah, so BT five came out. People expect if we're like, oh, Hexablow's best deck of the format, right? Makes me so happy. And then Lord Nightmon uh, came out of nowhere. Was like, ha ha, left punch to your gub. And then uh, next minute, you know, Lord Nightmon became like tier zero. Um, but like, yeah, it's because like you went. Like, it's because you would bring out Hexablomon and I would bring out Lord Night- Nightmon, swing with it, play a Nightmon, and evolve that into Slash Angemon to kill your Hexablow. Yeah. Um, and I was like, cool, GG, mate, extend hand. Can I go get food extend now? Um, uh, but I've loved is, that deck for so long. I'm like the exact same with Adam when it comes to obviously like Hexablow. You obviously, I talk about it all the time because it's my boy. Um, but I believe it or not, I actually did not start off with Blue. The very first deck I started off with was Black Metal Garurumon in BT5. Oh, mate, I'm taking that in. I'm taking that in next set. That's when I got got back into the game because I played it it, just before it came out uh, and I was playing it on day one. But because obviously it came out during COVID, I wasn't working, so I didn't have the money to buy the kind of deck. Oh, it's it's fine. As someone that's been playing since day one, there was no stock for a good six months and it was hell. I was playing with a yellow starter deck forever because Shine Greymons cost £40 each because there was approximately three boxes of set one and two that had been opened in the UK. I know know my locals uh, where I work now, uh, I think we bought in like four cases overall and they sold within a day and Jesus. we were like wish we bought more bro XOXO. Yeah. um but like but then i so i ended up just dropping off the game because i was like if i can't get the product i don't really want to just keep playing it online because it's just it's not as fun yeah. um and then i i then i got jumped back in for bt5 built up a like omnimon swart metal garurumon uh black which was so fun um then played my my friend he played he built up a it was really it was stupid uh because at the time it was hexablow with uh your all force feedramon when it first came out yeah uh, and but we we thought we thought we'd make a meme 
and he really loved Mirage Galgamon. So what we've done is we built a <laughs> shout out to Thomas for this. A Mirage a Mirage Galgamon with um Hexablue uh, <laughs> as the as the other end. And uh, don't get me wrong, see at the time, like you look at Mirage Galgamon and you're like, that card is trash, right? Yes. But at the time the card was nuts, bro. Like it would easily beat Alphos Vidramon at the time. Um and then it wasn't until I played his decks we ended up like I, I think I can't even remember what I think I built like a red deck or something and we ended up like uh, we ended up trading the decks because we uh, we went into locals I was like I can't be bothered playing with this and he was like I can't be bothered playing with this I was like let's let's just swap for the day and play this and then I fell in love with Hexablow at that moment and I was like oh my god I love this deck yeah and I- then from from there, I was just like consistently every set, bang, I'm in, bang, I'm in, bang, I'm in. Uh, but the boy is not amazing. Yeah, like when I, I remember when you Jason came into the game as well because originally it was me. Um, shout out to Ginger Chris and then uh, another one of our pals. It was literally just us three, um, and then the community started to build up from there when everyone started to come in, um, and then Jason. I remember you coming in playing a couple of random like terrible decks or just like fun decks or whatever and then you were like oh hexablow and then all of a sudden you had fucking max rarity nine thousand million cards because you bought <laughs> someone's collection because you were like i'm going all in on this game man all in baby let's go that was that was back when i wasn't washed up boys let's go oh. <laughs> no he's not washed man he's not washed he's just taking a little hiatus from being competitive it's fine it's fine i'm playing one piece at the moment so that's fun is it real uh, it's it's interesting. I like the mechanics. Um, it's just been starter decks at the moment, so I'm getting my ass handed to me by Kaido decks. Um, but once yeah, the actual I, set comes I, I out, I'm, the, I'm, I played the game yesterday, learned how to play it, and Kaido. He played. I was playing against the starter deck Kaido using um the blue structure deck. Is it like a, a warlords or something? Yeah, seven warlords and, um, on the sea. Shout out to Paul, one of the people that uh, is friends with Adam. He came and taught me. He's uh, on the channel. You'll see. You'll see him on the channel. You will. You will. Um, he taught me how to play the game, and he gave. I was. He was like, "Oh, I've got warlords. Uh, you know, blue." I was like, well, "I tend. I, I tend to be. I, I'm. I'm a blue man for Digimon. So let's try the day." And it was. Abadine. He put down. He put down the, the nine cost Kaido, and I just sat there, looked at my hand, and was like, "I have no way to get rid of that." No. <laughs> I want to bounce it. Why won't you let me bounce it, bro? But um, um, yeah, well, one piece is fun. Check it out. I've been doing a bunch of videos to the channel as well about it. So, um, I think it's good. Uh, Bandai seem to be really pushing it. Um, my patience for one thing, but also the One Piece card game. Like they've set up a pop up shop in in Newcastle and across the UK. They they're really going for the One Piece sort of thing. So, I, I just like on a tangent, they've just announced the Dragon Ball digital card game. Um, which I think is huge news. Um, Dragon Ball has been slowly dying Um, pretty much much since Digimon came out. Um, It's been slowly dying and the the player base has been dwindling and it's got a really, it's got a a strong competitive scene in Glasgow but it's the strongest scene in the UK. I'm friends with a lot of Dragon Ball judges and stuff that are up and down the UK and they say there's no, almost no players like the the, yeah. the regionals that you'll see the, the the regionals in the UK it's usually usually hosted by organized play events who I work for half the time um and it, they run Dragon Ball and Digimon simultaneously 
Digimon consistently hits the player cap of 512 and Dragon Ball sees maybe 100 to 150 people if you're lucky. So I think yeah. this digital client is exactly what the game needs to keep it going. And I think Bandai knew that with the release of One Piece, that if they didn't do something to support Dragon Ball a bit further, that their game was going to die off. So I can't yes. say that it's not a calculated decision from them. Um, but it is absolutely, I think, what the game needs. And if they're going to do a Dragon Ball client, that that can only mean they've thought about the possibility of a Digimon and a One Piece one as well. well and I'm all for the, the both of them. They've already announced about the, drag, uh, the Digimon one because no, they were talking about it. They were, they've before. been talking about it for a couple of years now. And then they originally announced one last year saying, oh, it's coming digital. But it, it wasn't. It was just a lobby for you to have webcam battles in. Yeah, and that's yeah, still that's still a thing. Official tournaments it's, only, wasn't it? it's still a thing in Japan. That's what they use for official tournaments. They use the webcam lobby thing, but there's not been an actual, you know, like Pokemon or Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh have. There's not an actual yeah. digital client. But with Dragon Ball getting one, and Dragon Ball has uh, what twenty five sets or something out now. If they're able yep. to put all that into the card game, they can do a Digimon and definitely do a One Piece one as well. And hell, I am all for it. Um, if you can put it into a, a competitive sense, um, it removes all cheating from online because you can't cheat in an online client. You can't stack the deck. You can't hack it or anything like that. So I'm all for online clients being the way forward for online regionals. It does make yeah. it a bit tougher on the judging prospects, I suppose. But that's something that you can you can work around. And to be honest, I'm all in favour of me not having as much of a judging job if it means the game is more safe and secure for all players as opposed to just the ones that are good or the ones that Aye. cheat I guess. Well here's a question right, so when I heard this announcement I was pogged out my gourd because I thought well this means they've got <laughs> pogged a out my coming, gourd. Right? Pogged out my damn gourd but based on what you've just said there Adam, you're pretty certain that they're just making this client because Dragon Ball was dwindling and they've had to kind of well, bolster the game again with I, it, right? I don't but, think exactly that, but I think it's got to be at least a factor. A factor, I. So, but the thing is, if that has impacted it, right? Because we all know that, that Bandai have the means to make a digital card game online if they want. Yes. But will they? Um, because the main reason that people think they're not doing it is because they think it will hurt physical sales of the game. I don't know if I believe that or not, to be honest. There will definitely be people then who would just play online and wouldn't play physical. Um, but if that was the case, would they have played physical to begin with? I don't know. But the main question then is, do we think Digimon is likely to get one in the near future unless the game starts to fall off a bit? In the near oh, future? Okay. No. In the future, yes, I think so. Um, and I think that I think you're spot on with what you say. People are like, oh, it will impact the physical card game. But I think all you need to do is look at the top three card games for that, for evidence oh, of that. Yeah. Has it killed yeah. Magic? No, Magic killed itself physically by not having any events. But their online scene is huge. Yu-Gi-Oh! has just released Master Duel. Um, and that's going extremely strongly it's as well. It's absolutely bringing people back to the game. And a quick topic of Yugo is: is I used to Yugo was the first card game that I ever played from like when I was Yugo. six up until when I was maybe eighteen or something like that. And I stopped playing the game because it got too complicated, and I couldn't just Same. I didn't need, I couldn't remember every single card in a fifty-card deck um, that has a paragraph of text. 
So they invented something called Speed Duels, which is out, and it's much like the old system where you can't. It's three three summoning fields only. Um, like you 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 can go and look it up. Like you know what speed dueling is if you're probably listening to this. And I think it's a really cool thing, and I'm considering getting back into playing Yu-Gi-Oh for the speed dueling aspect. But they've got their online client, and obviously you've got the big one. You've got Pokemon. Pokemon have had a trading card game online for the last twelve years or so. Um, and they are moving over to Pokemon Trading Card Game Live, which I've heard is beyond ass. Um. Really? And I, I don't think it's going to be a positive step for the online card game. It's Everyone hates it. Like, there's not a positive thing about it. But their trading card game online client, all they did was include a code um, with Man, physical that was such packs. A cool thing. And you get a pack That's online so cool. as well. And then packs were used as currency online. And it actually bolstered card game sales. So I, I think it's a good thing. Especially... Especially if it's made correctly and if it's not made with money grabbing in mind, which seems to be the way for pretty much all companies these days, which is a shame. Yeah. But if it's made with the community in mind that we can easily access decks, but then also pay Bandai extra money for like card yeah. customization. I if they come out with a good client for Digimon, I will absolutely give them money to customize my playmat or my deck sleeves or my like deck box like like Pokemon has or my avatar or whatever they whatever they put in if they give us a good online card game um I will absolutely give them money and it it goes to the same for One Piece and it goes to the same for Battle Spirit Saga which is their fourth card game coming out in January insane for coming which out is, um, card which I'm also going to be a judge in I believe I'm trying to look at that as well just so nice. I can well, that game looks so fun by the yeah, way yeah it looks really like, cool I, I'm a hundred percent wanting to like like look into that game as well yeah I, I i like the look of it um but like i think we'll see what happens like with the dragon ball client because let's face it they're not going to come out with a dragon ball client and then pay another developer to develop a completely different digimon one piece battle spirits one they're probably going to yeah. use the same client with different cards now their previous experience with de developing software is very hazy looking at you bandai tcg plus but I'm pretty sure that they're changing TCG Plus as well. Now, this isn't insider knowledge or anything, but I've been looking at their online websites for all the card games recently, and they've started to put their card lists back on the app, back on the actual websites as opposed to uh, linking it to TCG Plus. So I think they're going to take it down and redo it, or they're going to do something to it at least to fix some of its glaring issues. But that's sort of the hopes of a, a wanting man as opposed to actual facts and knowledge. Yeah. It's the other thing about a digital client as well is bringing it back full circle to the deck building. I love being able to spam games out and test the decks I play. Um, but I've kind of I used to play a lot of Untap for my testing, but I've not really been doing so much recently just because it's a bit janky and slow and it's, it's annoying getting the games and stuff. Like that. I just I just thought it was genuinely better, to be honest, whenever I, I like, play tested it. I like tabletop it's simulator. It's more of a better experience. Like when, see, when you're actually playing the game, it's probably more of a, a better experience. But my main issue with it is the best thing about Untap, right, is I can so quickly just go into a deck, go, I'm taking a copy down, I'm, I'm adding a card in, whatever. I hate how hard it is to do that on tabletop, how you have to, like, make it in .dev and then, like, export the deck yeah. and then import it and, and that's just annoying to me man it's uh, as much as untap's a bit more janky and less like visually appealing i really like the fact that i can um quickly alter decks and just kind of get in for some rapid fire stuff 
But if they made an online client, I'd happily buy my deck a second time. Yeah, like, man, they don't even. A lot of people, if you wanted to play Digimon, you could do it so cheap just buying singles online. They could make a lot of money if they. Well, there's so many different ways they could monetize the game. But even if you just had to buy booster packs, they had like an in-game trading system or something yeah. like that. Even they if could it totally was like a, a lot of money off that. Even like right, you implement a battle pass because fuck it, there's a battle pass in Minecraft these days or something like that. You put in a battle pass, you earn real game currency. Um, yeah, the the battle pass you have to pay for. The battle pass gives you alternate art cards or whatever like that. It locks it to your account so you can't trade them, just like Pokemon does. And then you could buy a booster box. So like in in Yu Gi Oh and Duel Links, you used to be able to buy a full booster box for like eight quid or whatever. Um, I would if I would do that. Pay a tenner, Absolutely get an not. online booster box. Absolutely not a problem with that. Like I'm an adult with disposable income. Um. Must be I, nice. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> Jason. Crisis has don't, hit don't worry. When you grow up, you'll get it too. Oh, I hope so. Um, I actually love the Pokemon way of doing things, though. Like one of my favorite things is, yeah, the codes are really cool, and I mean, you can buy the codes online. I remember when, as a kid, I was pogged because I literally bought like, like sixty to a hundred codes for like thirty quid or something like that. Ah, um, like eight pence a pop or something. Yeah, and then the other thing I love as well is it's got a. I love games that have like an open trading system, like a marketplace. So, like on Pokemon, you can go and list your cards, and people can buy them for in-game currency yeah. or trades and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and no, it's fun um... because once you get things that are locked to your account, they don't just stay locked to that specific thing you've got. If you don't want the card anymore, you can trade it for new, shinier stuff that you need. But uh, Bad news for you, Cobb. That's one of the main features they've removed from the new trading card game. Um, <laughs> there is now no trading whatsoever between other players. It is single player only, apart from like playing against each other. Um, so like, there's none, they've taken out the trading feature entirely, which is such a that horrendous stinks. decision. I think it's for is is basically like a money decision for them, right? Because like I just said, the reason I like it is because um basically you've got like an account value. Like all this stuff on your account equates to your account value, and as long as you've got that value, you can just trade for other things. Um like I found this, I've actually after I bought those hundreds of codes as a kid, I would go back to the game every so many years and find out that the old GX cards I had were ridiculously expensive. And I was like, why the hell do people want these? I, I guess it's because people play like unlimited Pokemon where they don't have set rotation. Um, but like I would trade away old shinies that were, as far as I was concerned, unplayable and they'd be ridiculously expensive because there would be no way to get them in-game anymore and things like that. So yeah. I can understand from a business standpoint why they're like, I don't like this, but uh, I just love marketplaces in games. Like it goes back to when I was a kid, and I used to feel like I was bloody the Wolf of Wall Street trading hats on TF2 um, to try and make money. Because I never, obviously, when you're a kid and you've not got an income, being able to spend ten hours and make thirty quid on hats or whatever was um, was was really fun. Yeah, what was mine? What did I do? Don't know. I you play remember. like do you play like Diablo? Do you play RuneScape or WoW or something I, like I, that? I played a lot of RuneScape, um, for sure. I don't think you ever got actual money out of it, but I definitely had nah. a, a pogged up account for some time, and then fuck knows what the login for it. I can't find it is. Yeah, that's sad, man. RuneScape's a really cool game, but I never got into it, and I feel like it's one of these games where if you didn't play it as a kid, it's 
you're yeah oh yeah for for sure way. like i played i played runescape with all my pals and like stuff like that growing up um but like it's not something i prob i would probably go back to they even though they released old i, I went back into old style runescape for a while because that was quite fun um but then i was like ah it's a bit fucked it's a bit janky i'm just gonna stick to bashing my head off of a wall with pokemon games or something like that i suppose understandable king have yeah. a nice day Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving back to deck building as we've went off on a bit of a tangent. Um, so, so once you've once you've built a deck um, and you're sort of happy with your initial list, what obviously you're going to test it and you're going to play it. Um, so that's not in question. But what? When do you change something? When do you go? This is broken. Oh, I need to fix it. Or <sighs> when do you just go? This deck is ass. Let's shelf it for a while slash forever. This is so, the thing, man. It's quite awkward. Like, quickly, I'll just say something before Jason gives his piece. Yeah. But, like, I don't start about how quickly do you change things. I'm so bad for it, man. Like, see if I'm playing three copies of a card and it's like a level six or something. One, I'll play one game where I see three of them in hand, and I'll be like, "Oh, fucking hell, man! I can't, I can't play three of them, man. I'll just draw them all, even if the odds of of seeing three in your opening hand are like three percent or whatever. I'm literally like that." getting straight on it to change it immediately when if um if i had a better way to play test i could play my 20 games or whatever with this list then make the choices it would probably be better overall yeah well personally for me i know i have a week kind of system that i have that seems to work quite well for me which is i will play a best of three and i will during that best of three while i'm playing i'll see what if there's say something in my hand that i'm like uh, this isn't coming up as much as I thought it was going to be coming up. Um, I'll try and find those kind of cards to kind of kind of like slowly pick away at the deck until I've I quote unquote solved the deck in my head. Um, after let's say like um after like I would say about ten best of threes, if the deck isn't doing or, or isn't as consistent as I want it to be or. I feel like I've done the best that I can with the deck and it's still just not doing anything. That's when I sh- I'll shelf, uh, shelf the deck and I'll move on to something else. Um, I don't know what, obviously, everyone else is like, but that's just, that's how my kind of system goes, yeah. Yeah. usually. Um, I'm, I'm, more... not, I'm not really one for shelving decks, to be honest. Um, I'm more, I'm the kind of player who... I decide pretty early on in a set what I'm going to play, and then I like to dedicate a lot of time to that deck till I've not only mastered the you know the gameplay side of things, but the deck building side of things as well. Yeah. Um, like it's hard for me. See, at the start of BT10, I had like three decks I wanted to play. I was playing Dark Nightmon, I wanted to play D Brigade, and I wanted to play Pulsemon, but I found that I was just spreading myself too thin with my deck building. Uh-huh. Um, like. I constantly want to make changes and update the lists and things, um, but I feel like if I can't get enough games in on one particular deck, I, I, that's the only time I will end up shelving other stuff. Like yeah. I shelved Pulsemon, even though it was like doing pretty well for like a rogue deck that no one was playing. It was quite sad to me that I had to do that, but I just hated being in this position where my Pulsemon deck wasn't a 10 out of 10 and my Dark Nightmon deck wasn't a 10 out of 10. They were both okay. suffering from having to play them, both of them separately. I think, like, the only deck that I haven't, I didn't stick to that rule with was 
Viagra army and I kid you not bro I spent a week a week solid constantly losing the game I'm like bro this deck must there must Mate. be a way there must be a way bro not I yet spent, bro <laughs> not I, yet I, I, I was even in my dreams bro I was <laughs> I was trying to find out oh. figure out this deck and oh. then I eventually Same came to the realisation the deck's shite until yes. BT11 <laughs> oh do you know why it's because they've printed half a damn deck yeah. It's not finished. Yeah. I am. Um, so silly. I'm so deck. annoyed that Digimon do that as well. Is that they print half the card? Like, see, Alphamon. Alphamon was spread out over four fucking sets. Like, if you're oh, gonna yeah. do that, at least front load it with the good part of the deck, and then yeah. add in the supplementary bits later on. Like, they, that's what they seem to have started doing. But then they stopped with like Bagra Army and like a, a bunch of other things, like Beelzemon. Uh, Beelzemon's yeah. always been good, and then EX2 came out, and it was really good for a while. And then it's getting more support, but not quite. And then like, what, like, what, like you're like, what the fuck are they doing? They do change it, man. Like. They love to just in Digimon print one line and go happy days. Here we go, which is why I think a lot of the time, like he's like saying, you 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 get a deck comes out. There's certain cards in it that are good, but the whole pieces of the puzzle don't come together. Like I mean, look at how long it took for Garurumon to be a good deck, uh, and I'm not counting Blue Omnimon from uh, BT One. That that doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like you just like you, you end up seeing your pieces eventually, and then. Happy days, you've got something that's viable finally. See, like, I get, eventually, and then happy days, you've got something that's viable finally. I get bored super easily, so like if I'm playing a deck and I'm winning with it all the time, I'm like, eh, same man, bored. I was like me, like in BT nine, I was so I was actually spamming the hell out of the game. Like I was going to like three plus locals a week, um, and I, I wasn't really getting burned out. Especially because I knew I had regionals in London at the end of the trail to kind of yeah. push me to it. But it was it as well. See, if you're the kind of person who takes the game kind of seriously and you're also spamming one deck, you do yeah. get to the point where you're winning, winning, winning. And you don't really feel like there's much point in going, much point in testing anymore. It does get a bit boring. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I think for me as well is that I, I'm definitely looking to jump between card games a fair bit more now. So, like, I'm going to the Pokemon Regionals that's coming up in Liverpool on Monday. On Monday? Um, in, in January. Uh, Jason yeah. Jason will also be there playing uh, the video <laughs> game, um, oh. which sucks in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, ah, be best of luck to Jason. I hope he wins. Um, but, like, I'm also playing a lot of One Piece at the moment. I'm going to be going to the One Piece events. I was just at a One Piece judging event at the, uh, the past weekend or so there uh working for bandai which is fucking fun um <laughs> like it, it, i'm jumping between all of these ones so i've stopped collecting a lot and like deck building a lot i literally just look at a deck and go i like this deck i'm gonna play this and then change it as it goes so like i look at a lot of tourney lists and go right i'm gonna use this as a base and then i'll tweak it and change things from there and stuff like that yeah, I'm pretty Digimon loyal, man. Like, I don't play any other card games. And um, I, I love playing card games a lot, man. That's something that Digimon's shown me. Just because I loved Digimon, I was like, shit, I'll get into this on the ground floor. But it's come to the point where, like, if something did happen to Digimon, you know, touch wood, hopefully that never happens. But if it does, I will probably pick up something like Pokemon, um, even though I don't actually like the game as much, and I don't like Pokemon as much as I do Digimon, I need a card game in my life. Yeah, for that yeah like I, I recommend One Piece. It's a good game. Um, it's getting off the ground. It's obviously, first set has just come out. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. 
I've not seen One Maybe Piece at all. Uh, well, I'm lying. I'm currently watching One Piece and I'm on like episode 30 or something. But like, Yo. I don't know anything about <laughs> I... it otherwise, other other than that. See, I'm like a thousand hours, you'll enjoy it. Oh, I binged it to like episode 170 and then it just stopped because I was like, I'm I'm like a tent for the way in. Fuck this shit. When, when hey, the plot even, I don't know how you guys I don't know how you guys have the willpower to look at like six hundred episodes of a show and go right here before. I'm ignoring it. I'm I'm ignoring it. I'm trying not to think about it because I like I, I'm not an anime person, so when I watch anime I like it to be short and sweet. Like things like Death Note and stuff like that. It's got a concise end, or like uh, Tokyo Ghoul yes. and things like that. That is like short-ish seasons, One Punch Man stuff like that. So like, I'm trying to ignore the fact that there's a thousand episodes of One Piece. I really am, and I'm just trying to watch it for as long as long as possible. So I at least know a little bit about the characters when I'm playing the game. Uh... So I don't look like a fucking grass-faced Nelly. Um, when someone's like, mm, oh, I love Luffy because he's got this thing and he does this thing and I'm sat there going, yeah. what the fuck's a Luffy, mate? Like, well, Monkey D. Luffy is actually really cool. I do cool, like man, Monkey D. Luffy. So Monkey D. Luffy is really cool, right? So let me tell you why. He's super strong. He fights for his friends and he's got a very good goal that is quintessential he's to, to his find, character. He wants to find the One Piece. Yes, it's real. Um, this is an issue like, I have a lot of animes though like they call them shonen animes based on shonen jump but um they end up being so long so drawn out past their sell by date um and i mean uh, this is probably something that's a bit um what's the word i'm looking for here it's got yes man it's controversial for a lot of anime enjoyers because people that really like these shows could could probably watch freaking Monkey D. Luffy, like, Garden for an episode. Yeah. Let's go. This is class. I, I love Shonen, right? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very, I'm a very, like, big Shonen watcher. I think, I think it's, like, so fun, right? But, I don't know, man. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, see these filler episodes, man? Could they just not, please? Yeah. Know, <laughs> it's, like, so... it's so annoying. People have said this to me that love One Piece as well. Apparently One Piece is really bad for it where like the manga Naruto was the worst. I love Naruto, Naruto was bad, man. But I've Naruto heard One Piece been... is the worst for it. Like I literally the monk the manga Sorry, mate, on you go. Oh uh, no, I was just gonna say I binged watch all like six, seven hundred episodes. I can't even remember how many there is now. But like I binged it all within like maybe like three weeks or something. Jesus Christ, man! Like I, mate, bro, I had no life, right? And then like I watched all the I watched all the stupidity and all that kind of stuff, like the stupid fillers and stuff. And nine times out of ten, see when it comes to like a filler episode, I just sit in my phone with it right. in the background and just go, cool. I watch the next episode. Hopefully that's not filler. And then it is. I'm like, no. Man, yeah, like I'm, I'm like a, I'm a damn like low attention span Gen Zer. So that's the only food. way I can watch uh, things to begin with is like have it on in the background. Well, I'm trying. I'm just watching it like while I play Battlegrounds or something or like something in the background to play Pokemon or whatever. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna like. I'm watching. I'm trying to watch it as it is for just now, just so I know who the characters are. But then I'm gonna start skipping the filler episodes that I don't care about because if I have to watch Luffy bake a scone, I'm going to hurt somebody, and it's gonna be myself because I live by myself. So I just don't. <laughs> I just. It's like that fucking episode. I talk about this all the time. If anyone's seen The Walking Dead, how they took that show and oh, butchered Christ. it is beyond me. But there is an episode in the late the last season of The Walking Dead, and this isn't spoiler 
pointless because you don't care about it, where uh, a certain character makes soup for the entire episode, an hour-long episode, is about her making soup, and I swear to God, I wanted to pull my face off. It was so bad. It wasn't even yeah. like it wasn't even like Breaking Bad, the Fly episode. I was going to say the Fly like, episode. It man. wasn't that. It was worse than that because sometimes I like watching the Fly episode because it's such a stupid episode. But this, I just wanted to pull my face off. It was so bad. Um, if yeah. you if you know what episode I'm talking about, I'm so sorry that you had to sit through it. Oh my it's god, so good, man, so good. See, um, a good thing about uh, One Piece that I, I've never watched. Well, I watched the first 10 episodes, right, and then I was like, I actually patched this. But um, a good thing about One Piece for me is there's a very famous Irish YouTuber called Totally Not Mark, and he does, like, anime reviews, pretty much, but he goes into them blind, um, he watches it, and he, he kind of sums up all the different arcs. Yeah. And I watched all of his episodes of the One Piece one, so I kind of know vaguely what happens in One Piece. I know a, a decent not a decent bit, but I know a, a nice overarching synopsis of things in it. And um, I watched all of his summaries of the arcs. So there's lots of cool things in One Piece that make me go, oh, holy shit, I want to watch this. But that was probably about four or five hours of my time watching his summaries compared to the thousands of hours it would take to watch all of One Piece. Yeah. And the thing I was going to say earlier on is a lot of One Piece enjoyers I know... Um, say that it's really really bad for filler like they'll take a manga um you know a a large chunk of the manga where it's got a very concise start middle and end story and they'll draw that out to fucking 100 episodes like one punch gets so much better after the time skip and I've heard it so many times. I mean, people, one piece. A lot of people turn around and go like, yeah, One Piece, what did I say? One Punch. One Punch. Mate, that bit oh, well, when Saitama no, does his I love when, and he's getting <laughs> I love when Saitama goes on a pirate adventure. <laughs> and then, um, but like, a lot of people turn around and go, oh, just, uh, what do you call it? Just, um... Just get to the time skip. I'm like, no, I'm there. I miss a lot. And then bro, see, just get to the time fair, skip. Bro, like, you only have to spend two hours of your time. I have it, like. heard about this time skip. I'm pretty sure that I could start watching One Piece at about 800 episodes in, and I would have missed nothing important. Like I'm convinced of that. But I'm still gonna <laughs> try. Yeah, and, I'm more. trying to watch it at least. Um, you need to know the lore of Captain Buggy. See when Buggy the Pirate comes back in episode 800, you will oh, pog cool. because you saw what happened at the start. In episode 2. Exactly, bro. So, I'm like that with Digimon as well, man. Like I, I can't for the life of me get into watching the Digimon animes again. Oh, I've Do you tried. know when I was Dark Nightmon? When I was playing Dark Nightmare, I was like, this character fucks, man. He's so cool. And then I saw, do you ever watch like one excerpt from an anime, like one scene, and you go, holy shit, I need to watch this crap? Yeah. And then like I, I watched that with Dark Nightmon, so there's a really cool thing happens in that where like I think him and Bagramon, I don't know if they're I think they're brothers, right? And they're kinda like the main villain characters. There's lots of like interesting uh lore things going on with them, like and a lot of really nice flavour that they translate into the cards. Like I, I remember see when I read Dark Nightmon, I was like, Does he kill his tamer in the show? Someone was like, No. But because you know the Dark Nightmon combo where you go into Dark Nightmon X and he uh, pops Nene, yeah. you keep the turn, and he unsuspends. I was like, oh, yeah. I must kill Nene. 
And so I looked it up to try and find interest and stuff about him. And there's like a really cool bit with him and spoilers for Digimon Cross Wars, but you're probably never watching it because it's meant to be garbage. Um, Digimon Fusion, like, you mean? Digimon Fusion, what, whatever, man. Digimon, Digimon Hunters, Fusion. I freaking know. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not watching like, it. Nah, I'm not watching it either, but I nearly watched it for Dark Nightmon in this scene where he, um, he fuses with Bagramon. It's very epic. And uh, Bagramon also donuts Dark Nightmon. And I was oh, like, good. holy shit, this is epic. Um, there's, there's it's like Darkness. Of- Bagra Bagramon is it not? He becomes at Dungeon Turf yeah, and what I think. So like one of the gimmicks with, with the Bagra army deck that I, I only caught onto this recently is the character Yu Amano force Digicrosses Digimon with his yep. Digimon. So like it, it's yeah, kinda it's... creepy because he's obviously he's evil, right? But the character Yu thinks he's in a video game and he's being manipulated into being evil essentially thinks he's in a game he has to win but uh-huh. how how creepy is that the idea of like um a digimon non-consensually being forced to fuse itself into another one and it like loses all of its sense of self and it becomes like a villain i was like that's yeah. such a cool concept why man. did you think i wanted to build the deck god yeah the background <laughs> one that's coming out forces one of your opponent's digimon to cross with another yeah. one that's it's so cool. Funny as fuck, bro. Yeah. It's so good seeing a seeing a, a Digimon sit there with all this big stack and you go. Oh, I bro, watched I watched put this, that to the bottom. I watched this video of it was like uh, how Alpha Mon players will feel uh, once BT eleven comes out and the guy's like it's this guy's he's like a sketch comedian and he's doing all these combos with Alpha Mon and then he like yeah. it crosses over to the other side and obviously it's still him in a hat going I bring out Darkness Bagramon and I put your Alphamon or you can under your fucking Ryudamon. And he's like, you can't do that. And he's like, oh, but I can read the card. And then it cuts to them going, oh, I've only got one Digimon out, so you can't do anything with it this time. And he's like, well, actually, if you read the card again, and because it's got, you've got one or fewer guys out, I don't know what the effect is. It like de-digivolves you 17 times or something like that. Um, and it's like, oh, I was pashing myself laughing. It's really, really funny. So the Bagramon effect is if you've got one or fewer Digimon in play, this is for the opponent, you look at their hand and trash a card. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. So he, he, he basically goes, well, I know you've got an Oriumon in hand because you've got one guy out. I'm going to trash that Oriumon. Oh, it was the funniest thing. Uh, I'd say look it up on YouTube, but I can't remember for the life of me uh, what the sketch was called. But um, it yeah. was very funny. Take my word for it. We've also yeah, went. We've also went completely off of the deck building tangent. Building, so yeah. anyone, yeah, I, I knew this would happen anyone, because it's like one of these topics where there's a lot you can talk about. But I knew that we would just divulge into something you know, else. So just, I ended up talking about freaking One Piece on the Digimon. Well, that's podcast. Anyone that's anyone that is listening to this, anyone that is listening to this for some actual deck building advice, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, but also, this is really funny, um, and it's just guys. It's just guys having some banter times, you know. It's just dudes being guys. It's just know? guys being bros. Let me, let me sum um, up building a deck for you guys. Just get good. Simple. Yeah. Take to one piece, boys. <laughs> take cards, throw them at wall, see what sticks. Deck. That's you. This is Play what you rock, do, right? Paper, scissors with the card, and if you choose scissors, you need to cut the card. See when you see an Not flip it or rip it. You build it. 
You, no. you, you put Atom one into your deck. Oh, do you know what I want to build, right? I had this idea the other day. What if I run, like, an Atomon-ass deck that's, like, got shit tons of metal Atomons in it so that the original Atomon always hits? Bro, yeah. honestly, that's the way to go. Like, I'd, I was... So, I'm, I've been to, uh, like, lab this a lot. Um, and I think one of the issues is see the original Atomon from BT1, right? It's, like, a six cost to play blocker and when it dies, you reveal top five. And and then if you reveal a metal item on you hard play it for free, the yeah. new metal item ones cracked, right? But the yeah, old yeah, yeah. metal item ones are so garbage. Um, but the the thing is, I really wanted to play the old one because I it's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite cards in the game. But the bulge, right? Yeah, just because of the bulge. He's a muscly monkey. He's Elvis. I love Elvis. He's very I funny. Bulgemon is crazy, man. See some of the drawings people have done of Etamon, man, that I've seen out there. Jesus Christ. They've not even pornographic in nature, and they're still ridiculously horny. I was going to say this about Adam earlier on, because you said something I like, am ridiculously um, horny, it's, tr- it's oh, correct. No. Wait, oh, you, I, I don't know, I think we might have even said this before the podcast, but we are talking about the new starters, right? And I was saying how I love the Donald Duck guy, and Adam was like, it's shit because he doesn't evolve into a muscly sailor. I was like, oh, I want, no, we're, I we're, want we're a muscly sailor di- duck Digimon. Is it too much to ask? A Pokemon? Pokemon. Yeah. Is it too much to ask? Adam yeah. annoyed that he evolves into an effeminate dancer. I was, no, I, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about effeminate. I'm very effeminate, as you know. I, I so just true. want muscly duck Pokemon. That's all I want. I got dead I crocodile, which is also fucking incredible. One of the best starter yeah. designs for a long time. But oh. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's how to build a deck. Yeah. Game. So let's yeah. move on to the comments. Jason, you want to take away? No, this is my this is my bit because like people added me. Um, what the we'll, heck? We'll leave we'll leave the one that I got added uh, at the end. Okay, so we're gonna go over uh, um, the first one we're gonna talk about is from our YouTube section. This one is from Joshua Davis. Thank you again, uh, Joshua, for commenting on our uh, the last podcast. He says this is incredible! Exclamation point. <laughs> I just had to. Thank you so much for doing such a focused job. You are very welcome. We yeah, this was a very this. focused podcast. The less, the least, <laughs> uh, the the least focused it's ever been. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I'm with you on the purple red imperial. Yes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to crack it open, but I can't figure it out. I tried Koichi and some hybrids. I tried Ragnarok Mom. What a king! OTK. Uh, I am trying to crack it open. Not only one of my favorite Digimon, but uh, my favorite two colors in uh, in this game. There has to be a way to make this co- uh, competitively viable. Last game I played, I put a Cherubimon, and he popped out four rookies, double Imperial on <laughs> their turn, which was, was satisfying. Didn't win though, decked out. <laughs> oh, what? The of the uh, trashing. Very wonderful to hear a podcast with uh, focus and positivity on the game. I have played a lot of card games, and this one grips me for sure, uh, like those never could. The art, the gameplay, the deck building, the Digimon, and the tri- uh, tribal themes. Okay. Needless to say, I'm hooked. Good podcast, and cheers. Thank you very much, Joshua. Yes, yeah, cheers, Joshua. Anybody want to talk about Imperial? 
what, I, what, what, I, I Adam's the only guy with any specialization. Oh, yeah. Man, I've tried. I've not been able to play it because anytime I post about uh, trying to get an Imperial drum on in the our local group chats, someone else comments and immediately post my post goes away, and I'm like, I just want Imperials. But then also other people are searching for it, and I'm also like, eh, I don't care too much. So I've not actually had the chance to play any in games with it. But I, I really yeah. would like to. I still think it is a good deck. Um, obviously, blue green imperial is much better, but I, I, I'm still with you on it, Joshua. Keep trying to make it work, and if you get a list that works, here, te- give, give it to me, um, or give it to us, and we could talk about it or something like that. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool, man. Shout out to Damien in the chat who's gatekeeping you from getting an imperial. Oh, Damien, this, this, this oh, man, right? So this, this guy in absolute group chat. shakes fist moment. He will, so literally, he will post in this group chat we've got for Glasgow. He'll be like that. Um, right, looking for an Imperial Drummond. Uh, was this, is it the fighter mode? It's the, fighter, it's the secret mode, yeah. yeah, the mode. secret. And so then it's like four that. Hours got an Imperial Drummond fighter mode, and then it, nobody will say anything. Four hours later, he puts in the chat, and you got anybody got an Imperial Drummond fighter mode. Well, like my brother in Christ, nobody has unpacked one in the last four hours. <laughs> so it was like nobody's even got out of their bed in the past four hours. <laughs> oh, oh, funny man. But yeah. there you go. There's the hype. People want to build it at least. Yes, is it? Anyway, moving on, we've got the QB. I've pure butchered that now. Uh, Sage nine. Uh, he said D links is slept on. Winky face. I agree. Drop that metal metallic drum on for twelve, and anyone that isn't Cobb can't do anything. Laughing emoji. Yeah. Yeah, it, metallic drum on. Nuts, man. Metra- yeah, me- I get around awesome. metallic drum on because I can digivolve suspended with Bloomlord, but other than yeah. that, it really still fucks you up. Oh, it's as a very. I've I've watched people just hard drop the metallic drum on and just been like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, oh no. it's so funny, man. Like the deck just going up the line is is pretty great, but then when they end up just going, right, I've bricked, man. Take a freaking volcanic. I'm like, oh come on, bro. Sometimes like I had some really crazy games against somebody at CC the other day with it, like. The um just hard dropping volcanics and metallics on me, and I'm going shit, bro. I've not got that much to do. Like when I used to play the old Rush D Brigade, somebody gives you like eight memory, and you're like, oh, fuck, man, I've not really got eight memory worth of stuff to do here. Um, here's like three commander on past him. Then they go crimson flare, and you go, oh fuck. I go off scoop. <laughs> I'm still undecided whether D Links is a good matchup or not for D Brigade. I think I've played six games total. Um. Many of them have been free wins, but some of them have been very hard fought. Feels like D-Links, if they don't get a Hina, they're absolutely sobbing. But if they yeah. do get a Hina, they do some absolutely ridiculous stuff. Yeah, definitely yeah. agree. Agreed. Uh, moving on, we have this charming Eldritch Horror, or whatever it is. I don't know. Nice I to meet you, one. charming Eldritch Horror. Hello there, good sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he must be charming. He says, I'm com- I completely agree about Jessmon being slept on. It has one of the best high rolls in the game, but only having five level fives, seven if you include Chimera Mon and all the system ones make the deck near uh, impossible to use at a large event. The deck will lose to itself soon enough. One thousand percent. I yeah. think the deck personally the deck is gas if it goes off. But the moment your hand starts clumping up with sister mons and you're missing all your, you start missing even just one piece, that is essentially, you yeah. can essentially just lose the game just from um, one turn of not being able to and build. We your were stack. talking about it before we started recording is that if the deck is so bricky, people aren't going to risk it at a big tournament. So yeah. it's not even on the rogue de- deck 
sort of meta roundup that we were mm-hmm. talking about is not there at all because people just aren't taking a chance it, on it. Yeah. And I fully support that because the deck is super bricky. Yes. Yeah, okay, it's um, crazy that I, I'm so surprised though that it's had no representation because there was so much hype around it. Um, and like you say, it is a bit bricky, but I feel like if you can master it and master the deck building, it's got a lot of potential because of the power in it. Like every yeah. time I fight one, I'm still sweating my balls off. Normally, I end up winning, but I'm still sweating my balls off the whole time, and they always come close to yeah. end my life. It's just the fact that it can go from like nothing on the board, push up Jessmon, or wait. Sure, I've just given you eight memory, but like I've got like sixty systemons on my board, all with blocker and some with decoy, some with this and that, and then you've got CL that boosts everything. Like it's yeah. just stupid, man. Honestly, um, but he also continues saying Mastermon is my deck of choice this format, very wise choice. He says I think Venusmon is a great new addition to the deck, yes. and with uh, I can't say that I'm going to say Lonky some- Lonky added Starko, which is a shit name. Uh, no, it's um, April. It means vicious attack. Oh, it's like great. Uh, Izzy is a terrible card. I'd rather run Matt for the sole effect uh, of grabbing a yes. defect from Crash. Black so needs true. a better memory setter desperately. Yeah, See, it does. I don't know. I actually really like the fact that Izzy's just a f- it can become a free cost and it stacks the deck. But that's just me. Man, I've always hated Izzy. Like, I run that little guy as a bloody one-off in the D-Brigade list now, and it's literally just because the deck loves to be set to free memory so badly and you need two Kazus to do it. Yeah. Um, but if I don't need to run Izzy, I'm not doing it, man. I agree with you because it's just... Like, I've said this before, man. Being able to play one for three instead of four is nice tempo, but it's not often that the one memory matters. And a lot of the other decks in the, in the set are the lot of colours. Um they would happily pay the one memory extra to have some nice effect. You know, look at freaking yeah. red tie. For one extra, oh. you get an extra security check. That's broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but like it'd be nice to like, you know, stack the deck. I don't know, man. Like half the tit see to me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I would have drawn these anyway. Or I look at them and I'm like, okay, these are ass anyway. It doesn't often impact my my plays getting that information out. Um Do you know after what the fact. Really- do you know what I genuinely think Izzy, the black Izzy is best for? Believe it or not, is probably either yellow or second because <laughs> you you recover with the deck, so you literally just go, oh, cool, I'm just going to do that. Forget about gaining the memory. Let me just stack my options on top, and then I recover that and then put that to the top of my security. Now I know yeah, what's at the top right. of my security. Do you know what I mean? Like that's It's just nuts. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on to the last question. Um, and this is from one of the guys from uh, the locals, uh, Mr. Cami. Hello, Cami. We love you. Oh, we love uh, you. He says, hey, guys, loving the show. Lots of humorous and insightful moments. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, question not this episode. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, question for next week, if you have time, we always have time, is how do you deal with burnout and digit fatigue? Well... Unknown to this uh, this podcast is I am currently taking a big break from card games uh, because I have burned myself out. Um, I think this is something that can be overlooked at times. Uh, I've been playing card games for about, about 10, 15 years, like consistently. Um, and my issue probably, I don't know if this is just me when it comes to it, but my issue when it comes to card games 
is I'm all in or I'm not in at all um, because I'm just such a competitive person. Okay. And I think due to that, I will, I've all my time has sunk into the game and I've now got to a stage where if I sit down and play a card game, I just hate my time. And I'm like, I could do so much more with my time at this point. Um, I don't know about how you guys feel when it comes to it. I know sometimes you just take breaks, like at near like the end of a, a format and stuff where I never did that. So that's maybe where that's probably my fault. But like uh, right now, I've just completely lost. And I know a couple of other friends that are the exact same. They've done the same as me and they've just they've just lost all passion for card games at the moment. Yeah. Um, what do you guys like think about it? Is it like, is it something you guys have dealt with? Probably yeah, not. For, I've, de- I've definitely it. dealt with with burnout. Um, I, I, I like, I love playing at locals and stuff like that. But I found out really sort of quick. Like, I've been to a lot of tournaments the past couple of years, and I, I don't deal with long tournaments very well. I get really tired around about the five to six round mark. And then it doesn't matter how well I'm doing. And I, I I would say that all sort of ego aside, I am a pretty decent card player. I can go long games and win all of the time. But I start to really do poorly and start to feel really bad. And I get I feel really bad when I start losing because it's never about my opponent. It's always about me making stupid mistakes. Um, so that's why yeah. I like judging and stuff like that because I think it really... I, I, I prefer facilitating the fun... Um, sort of environment for everyone else as opposed to me taking part in it and getting really angry or getting salty and ruining someone's day because I absolutely hate the thought of that but I've started realising that the way that I deal with burnout is jump ship every so often so I'm playing the yeah. One Piece card game at the moment because there's no Digimon events and I'm kind of bored of it um, but I'll yeah. be back on Digimon soon enough but then I'll I'll swap over to Pokemon at some point um, because I've realised that this is sort of my main hobby outside of playing D&D and things like that. So jumping between them helps me keep fresh on the various card games as well as not get, having to deal with a lot of burnout all the time. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like Jason said, man, I've not really been playing card games for all that long. Um, I have had a history as a young child. I used to play Pokemon TCG. Um, and I never really get burned out, to be honest. Like I say, even last format when I was spamming the hell out of it, as long as I've got an end goal in plan um, yeah. in place, like I've got a big tournament coming up, I feel like I'm actually practicing and playing for a reason other than just for fun, which is always good. Yeah. Um, I- I'm yet to burn myself out. A lot of my mates have been telling me I'm going to burn myself out because I'm playing so much. But to be honest, at the minute, I've I've almost ended up taking a wee mini break for a couple of weeks here because um just because of work, so yeah, it's not happened for me yet. But if it does, I'll probably end up doing something like taking a small break or playing a new deck. Um, the only issue I have is I hate 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 coming back into a card game mid meta because I feel like I don't know what the hell's going on. I hate yeah. if like I come back into it and people are playing cards that I don't know what they do. That's the worst feeling in the world for me. So. I don't foresee myself really getting burned out in the near future, at the very least. Yep. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know, just something clicked in me. Like, I think I started, like, I done, I was, I used to do, like, so well when it came to the tournaments and stuff, you know, I was top 32 and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then just suddenly out of nowhere, I just, even though I'm super competitive, every time there was, like, a tournament coming up, I just didn't care. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. That's never happened to me before. And then slowly as the kind of like 
weeks and months have been progressing since then, I was like, I was quite, I was just kind of content. I wasn't really enjoying myself, but I wasn't really hating it. I was just doing it because it was in my routine. Yeah. And then suddenly out of just, it just it clicked that I was like, I sat down and I was, and the funny thing was, is it wasn't even Digimon that made me realise that I was hating TCGs. It was actually Pokemon. <laughs> I sat down and was playing games. And I was like, normally when I jumped, you know, to different card games, I'm like, oh, it's just a wee refresh, like you said, Adam. And I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, I enjoy myself. But I was just sitting there and I was just hating myself, regardless whether I was winning or losing. And I was like, oh, I must just not like Pokemon. Then I tried playing Digimon again and I got the exact same feeling. And I was like nah bro something something's up you know and i tried playing other card games and it just nothing clicked for me i was just sitting there and i was just hating every minute of the day and i was like i think i might be burned out <laughs> man it doesn't surprise me though because you work in a bloody card shop so you're constantly surrounded by it constantly playing it it seems like a quite an easy thing to happen especially because like, you've had a taste of being like um like top tier card shop player so yeah, if you're saying think, like as well you kind of don't do so well and you're playing it constantly and you don't really feel yeah. like you're getting much back i can totally understand it i think that's probably one of the reasons as well as you said is like i just i stopped being good at the game for some reason i think it's just because i didn't enter tournaments much now and i was just going to my locals and then just messing about then and that kind of stuff and then I did a tournament and i just did so bad i was like well hold on a second what's going on here and then uh, it comes, it came to like London and stuff, and I just, oh, bro, I was, I was hating life, man. Then I was a disaster. Show that that really showed me how washed up I was at the card game, and I was like, right, okay, cool. I guess we're going to just, uh, we're just going to play for fun now, and then that's just not happening. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't mind like for the channel and stuff. I know there's going to probably be a video eventually coming out uh, with me and Adam with uh, the Aegisdramon from EX3. I don't mind, you know, like sitting down and then building a deck every now and then for and then kind of doing a deck profile and stuff like that. But I'm like mainly on a, a on a a break, as I said, and, you know, like and that's absolutely fine. Like you, uh, it's such a big part of your life as well, Jason. That it's really yeah. it's really hard for you to step away fully from it because pretty much I I don't know all of your friends, but I'll, I would be one to say that quite a lot of your friends play card games and it's yeah yeah, so it's going to be hard for you to to fully step away so doing this podcast and doing those videos lets you still interact with the community um yeah in a a sort of a safe way and i do just want to take a moment to say that obviously we're all having fun and talking about like burnout on this channel but it is a serious issue that people deal with in their everyday lives when it comes to jobs and things like that and it affects your hobbies and it affects your mental health so if you are struggling yeah don't be afraid to reach out we are not a mental health team on this podcast we're just a, a couple of guys recording things for fun but you're more than welcome to leave comments that we can respond to and try to give advice but reaching out to obviously mental health professionals as well or even just to your friends and letting them know how you've been feeling is a great way to help uh, sort of deal with that the the burden yeah. that it comes with um and it is a it is a genuine thing and don't be afraid to and don't think you won't be taken seriously because it, it is a thing and we want you to know that you know we get it and we do sympathize and empathize as soon as it yeah. happens to you no 100 percent exactly you know um but that's 
that's that's pretty much it, isn't it? Uh, yes. That's all the comments. Yeah. Uh, that and I, that's I, the I question. Yeah. <laughs> Cammy, so, Cammy, the goat question of the day. How do you deal with burnout, guys, and yeah. digital fatigue? Answer yep. it down below. What a, what a king question, by the way. Just a wee round of applause. Yeah, it, is a, it is. It is. I just punched my microphone. Um, it is definitely <laughs> a really good question that we're going to steal. So, yeah, let us yeah. know how you deal with burnout, guys. Um, yeah. Talk to each other in the comments. Um, if you want to, leave a like and we'll subscribe and all that sort of thing. We will yes. reply, yeah. I love to. I love to reply to the comments, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we'll leave it there for episode three, guys. Sorry it got a little bit tangenty, but hey, all podcasts do. Yeah, 100%. Thank yeah. you very much for coming, guys. Thank you uh, very much, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks, Don't guys. Don't forget to subscribe and like and all that fun stuff. Indeed. Leave a like and a comment on what your best way of dealing with burnout is down below. Shocked face and thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Bye.